podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. This is Sebastian Olka. It's Mark Andrea Whistler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening, listening to the podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Finally, Turin has been completed and Novak Djokovic wins his seventh ATP Tour Finals trophy. He keeps on racking them up, doesn't he, JG? Another title, another record. And when we go past midnight, it will be 400 weeks at world number one. There's nothing this guy cannot do. And I'm going to start by talking about the semi-final, not the final. And that was, of course, against Carlos Alcaraz. He yeah. won really easily, 6-3, 6-2. And he said after the match, this was the best match of tennis he's played all year long. And it come in the penultimate match. Of course, we've got Davis Cup, but the big one. We've then seen something here today. And I've not seen him really speak so much about the match itself because he was talking in the uh, post-match interview on court in Italian for most of it, so I didn't really understand it all. Um, but he just is something else. He simply keeps winning. And the way he played today was better than the Carlos Alcaraz one. I feel it doesn't matter who you put the other side of the net today, they wouldn't have stood a chance. Um, and you can look across any era. That's how good he was. I feel he served impeccably. I know at one stage it was sort of 12 aces. I can't remember what it finished on, but I know he had so many aces, so many unreturnable serves. He, there was a p long period of the match. He only had two unforced errors. I know there was a little wobble in the middle where it went up to sort of six or seven unforced errors, but still very, very minimal mistakes. And yeah. Sinner played very well. He pushed really hard. He served well. He's turned a corner. You can now consider him 100% in the top five players in the world. Um, you could maybe make a case for him being top three, top four. Um, but he's just still that much better than anyone. And when you look at the second place player in the world in Carlos Alcaraz this year, he ripped him to shreds. Um, one of the last people he lost to was Carlos Alcaraz at the Wimbledon final on grass, of course. And that was the real final. We had Djokovic nailed on to win. It was an impressive victory from Carlos. But since then, every single event Djokovic has entered, he's won. Yeah. I think it was Cincinnati, Paris, the US Open, and then the ATP finals. Every single event he's entered post the Wimbledon final, he's not just entered and played a good part and gone deep. He's won every single one. Yeah, and uh, you have to say, the Cincinnati one, he was incredible. That was when Alcalaz really pushed him hard and he was down a set, down a break, came back, won the whole thing. The US Open, he sort of won it at a canter. And then he sort of wasn't that great because he had a month off, like maybe a bit more until his next tournament. And he came back a bit rusty in Paris, won Paris as a rusty man and looked a little bit rusty in the group stage as well, but still was able to get good victories against two competitors. But only Yannick Sinner was able to beat him. 
And that's the only match he's lost since that Wimbledon final. And it still didn't mean he lost the whole tour finals because Yannick Sinner kept him in it by beating Holger Luna. But we'll get to that in a minute. If anything, it just adds to the narrative because you've yeah. got this whole revenge tour. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to bring up the tweet because it's quite funny. And it's all the players who's beaten Djokovic. What happens is they beat him and then the next match he goes on and beats them. And usually there's a trophy at stake like there was here today. Yannick Sinner beat him in the groups. All of a sudden they play for the trophy mm. and he loses. And <laughs> this whole thing it. has been the revenge tour. It starts from Australia. If you look at that, he wasn't allowed in Australia because of the, the vaccine. He's now allowed in, goes in, wins the whole thing. Yep. Not allowed to play in America, goes there, wins it all, wins the US Open, wins Cincinnati. And you can see the last few players to defeat Novak Djokovic, Runa, Alcaraz, Sinner. Three of the last four players defeated by Novak Djokovic, Runa, Alcaraz, Sinner. Revenge. <sighs> and that is the word of Novak Djokovic. He seems to be extra motivated when revenge is on the line. You've got the two elements. You've got the revenge element and then you've got the kids in the stadium. You put all of them, things, them two things together, he enters a new mode altogether and becomes unplayable. And watching him today, it was better than the Alcaraz semi-final and that's where yep. I wanted to start. And it was, I think, the best performance we've seen from him this year. I thought it was unbelievable. I mean, some of the tennis he was playing, it was... It was godlike. I don't know how to describe it. It was like he couldn't miss. Uh, anywhere he wanted to put it on the tennis court, he could get it there. Every single first serve seemed to be flying in. He only lost two points on serve up until that wobbly game yeah. that we spoke about just a minute ago. There was just no one would stood a chance. There's literally no one on tour that could have been down the other end and gone, I've got, I've, I've got this, don't worry. I, can, I reckon I can work this guy out. No chance. There's just no way. It was uh, just exemplary. I don't know how to describe how good it was. If you didn't watch the match, the only way I could say it was like just watching perfect tennis. And that's on that type of surface, at least. That's all it was. Uh, someone described it in the live chat as, this is what happens when you go against like the top level setting of a computer game. Yeah. Essentially, you can't. Like, it knows where you're going to go all the time, and every time it hits it, it goes on a line, so you can't get anywhere near it. Well, I know we're going into an era of AI, artificial <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> I feel this is the peak level of AI, and that is Novak Djokovic. I mean, if you was to design a tennis player through artificial intelligence, and the robot could do every every kind of shot. I still feel like Novak Djokovic would be able to beat that AI robot. That's how good he was today. Are we going to find out at some point that Novak Djokovic is actually sat at home in a chair somewhere and this the, like the robot Djokovic has just been playing all this time? I don't oh, know. I've got another thing to add to this <laughs> because you're on the court after he's just played an hour and a half and demolished Yannick Sinner. Yeah. He doesn't look that he doesn't look tired at all. No. I mean, if that match was to be best of five and had to go for another three hours, he would have been fine, no problems. Yeah. And then he's there on the court and he's saying in Italian, Oh, I'm gonna give Italian a little go. Let me see how it goes. <laughs> and he's spoken for about five minutes in fluent Italian. I'm sitting there with my dad who is Italian and he's saying it's faultless. Yannick Sinner's <laughs> just spoken and his Italian is not as good as Novak Djokovic's. <laughs> Because he's from an area in Italy in the north where 
Um, there's a lot of German speakers, so I think that is sort of the predominant yeah. language. I was going to say he has the, like a region. German twang to his. Yeah, voice, so there it? is a little twinge to the way he speaks in Italian, and Djokovic is clearer Italian. <laughs> I mean, in Italy, in Turin, if we went to Shanghai, he can speak Mandarin. Oh, if you go to France and Roland Garros, he'll speak French. Madrid, no problem. Speak Spanish. I saw a tweet. Is he, that... is he an AI robot? That's I'm... what I'm trying to get at. We he see his tennis. Be. We see his ability. He can then switch into whatever language he wants to at any moment. He can bend his body in two at any moment. It's Mate, just insane. I, did, I, just... I mean, <laughs> he doesn't More even God, have to I serve the fastest. Morgado put out a tweet and he just said it was a picture of Novak Djokovic and he said Novak Djokovic just completing his fourth interview in a different language <laughs> and he just stood there after a win against Alcalaz just like yeah. next one comes in like it's like what's this Italian TV Spanish TV French TV British TV they all come Serbian. through he just goes yeah, just goes through next dialect please just amazing I mean yeah. it's it just seems like he is AI. Maybe he yeah. is AI. <laughs> Maybe well, that is let's it. go through some of the tweets because we've got a lot yeah. to get through. So For in sure. 2023, Novak Djokovic took sole ownership of the Grand Slam record. He took sole ownership of the ATP Finals record, of course, reaching seven. Um, reached the final at all four slams, reached 400 weeks at world number one, won his 10th Australian Open, won his 40th Masters 1000, and it was still his first, his, sorry, his third best <laughs> season. Yeah, only his third best. I mean, it's sad for him, really, uh, to have such a bad year. I mean, <laughs> if you see his press conferences, they keep bringing up all these stats to him. And he just, what else can he say? He just says, I guess I'm, yeah, it's a bit weird for me to, for this not to actually be my best year on tour because he always goes yeah. back to 2011, 2015, he keeps bringing up. But he said, I used to play more tournaments and that's why they seem like they're the better years. But if you put it into perspective of his age and what he's doing, surely this has to be the best. He's not played all too many tournaments <laughs> either. I know. Um, but yeah, let's keep going through them because I think we've got a tweet yeah. for it. Well, so Novak Djokovic <laughs> won this tournament, and this was a big moment. I was speaking about it in the live watch along earlier. So if you just scroll down, we see the <laughs> score, and the score was four three uh, or three four with a break point. So Runa could have broken Sinner to go five three, and then of course serve for the match. If Runa would have won this match in three sets, Djokovic would have been out of the tour finals. If Sinner would have done that, potentially he could have been playing Adkaraz in the semi-finals and maybe either a Runa or a Medvedev in the final, which you could argue is an easier route than having to play Medvedev and then Djokovic. I mean, keeping Djokovic in the tournament, it it came back to, to bite him ultimately, didn't it? But Just do you one... think... Do you, Let's be honest, though, Ben. I know we're saying this in hindsight, but if you are Yannick Sinner, you should never, ever approach any match, even if it's a group stage match, and try and lose. No, 
definitely do you, not. You so should do you think he did all. the right thing in beating Runa? Yeah, definitely did because he he won every single one of his group matches. I mean, he was a hundred percent record. Then he won against Medvedev again. Still four out of four. He was one match away from being a complete clean sweep he, at the tour. He finals. won as many matches as Djokovic did. Yeah, but Djokovic the won the better matches. That's what always he wins the better points and he wins the better games and he wins the better matches. That's what happens. In fact, they're even tied on the head to head, one all in the tour <laughs> finals. But still, Djokovic wins it all, and that I yeah. think symbolises so much about what Novak Djokovic is all about. He wins all of the big moments in all matches, and that's why he's so great. Tennis will always be defined by moments. Yeah. Very, very few moments, small moments, big moments. He takes them. Never, he never, never fails in these big moments. And that's why he's won so much. Indeed. And let's go through some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a look at what why. he's won. So in this season, he's won Adelaide. He's won the Australian Open, the French Open, the US Open, Cincinnati, Paris, and the Tour Finals. So that's three Grand Slams, two Masters 1000s, and one tour finals. He didn't even play that much. Only played 12 tournaments. And there he is just lifting the trophy aloft. I mean, uh, So he played 12 not? tournaments. And how many did he win of them? Three, four, five, it's six, right. seven. So seven out of 12. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Not a bad return for a 36-year-old. Old man on the tour. <laughs> it just, it's just beggar's belief, isn't it? I don't really... It doesn't really quite sink in still. I know that we talk about it and I feel like I've done like a million videos on Novak Djokovic and how crazy it is he's doing this at 36. But what I want to see is how long does it go until... How When does this... At some point, it has to surely dip, but I don't know when because he seems that much better than everybody else at the moment. Is it two yeah. years, three years? Four years? i tell you what would be funny. I was speaking about it off stream while I was watching the um, trophy ceremony with my dad. And that is the prospect of Rafael Nadal returning on Ooh. tour next year. Who's to say we don't get one big final between them two? Oh, it really is possible, I feel. If Rafa comes back next year and can play at a good level... Djokovic is going to be in finals. Is he the only one that can really challenge? That's what I'm saying. Like, is it going to be? <laughs> are we relying still on Rafael Nadal to to be able to beat him? Because I would love to see a final between them two. It doesn't have to be a Grand Slam. I'll, I'll take a Masters. Masters is fine. I'd love a slam. I want. I need to see a big match against them. I don't want to see a quarter final. I don't want to see a semi. I want to see a final between Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic next year. And I truly believe it is a possibility. Nadal has not lost it. He's. He said he would not be coming back on tour if he doesn't believe he can win. Exactly. He doesn't believe he can overtake Novak Djokovic. That's a different thing altogether. But he believes he can win matches and win tournaments. And neither of them want to leave it on 59, surely. 59 yeah. matches head-to-head. -head. Come on, round it up for us, please. Yeah. We and need talking it. of numbers, in terms of title, so this was the seven. That takes him now up to 98 titles in his career. I believe Roger Federer has 103. There yeah. you go. And Jimmy Connors, 109. So, Novak Djokovic, if he can repeat this year, next year with titles, doesn't even have to get so many big ones, then he just needs five 
to to level Roger Federer, but the seven like he got this year would be would put him second, just behind Jimmy Connors. He's surely going to do it, isn't he? Surely, and I know that what the instant thing I know that's going to be coming into our comments section after talking about this is we're going to have the Djokovic fans, obviously, and so they should sing the praises of him, saying, what about, should we look at the big titles? Because we know that Djokovic probably has much more uh, on in the big titles category than anyone else and much fewer 250s and that type of thing. So would he stoop to the 250 level just to get the record? I don't know. And maybe a 500s uh, are just enough for him. He could go and collect a few 500s and that'll be enough to get him over the line. But I don't know. Well, if you're looking at big titles, most Grand Slams, 24, he's got that record. Most Masters, 40, he's got that record. Most ATP Finals, 7, he's got that record. Weeks at number 1, 400, he's got that. Most years at year-end, number 1, 8, he's got that. Most wins versus top 10 players, 257, he's got that. Most points ever on the ATP Tour in 2016, 16,950, he's got that one. And he also leads the head-to-head versus Nadal and Federer. So yeah. he's, this is just some of the stats if you're talking about the, the top end. I know people wouldn't be expecting me to reel off all of the Novak Djokovic goat stats, but yeah. this is a Djokovic podcast. And I'm here for you guys to share the greatness of Novak. Yeah, exactly. So let's uh, share a few more of them. Uh, this one, the number 55. 55 wins in 2023 as well. The second male player in the Open era to win 55-plus matches in a single season after turning 35 after Ken Rosewall in 1970 and 73. Invincible. Well, it's impressive. Th- over 35 years yeah. old to be doing that. That's a ridiculous... age. <laughs> fine wine. Djokovic. This one, 71, another number. And this is Novak Djokovic has won his 71st ATP event on a hard court, matching Roger Federer for the most on a surface in the open era. Incredible. And you can see that list there. We've got both of them at the top on 71. Agassi, 46. Connors, 43. And Sampras with 35. Sorry, but nowhere near him. Um, Them two are clear in terms of hard courts. Just unplayable. Um, the mad thing is I'd probably put Rafael Nadal third but I know the <laughs> titles doesn't really tally up with that doesn't have many on the indoor hard court but the outdoor hard court is pretty decent right uh, 50 Djokovic has 50 aces in the ATP finals in 2023 is the most aces he's had at a single ATP career tournament excluding a Grand Slam event yeah. wow that's. I wouldn't put that so much on, on Novak Djokovic uh, serving really well as to I think this tournament everyone had loads of aces fast uh, he, he of course did serve very well but the, it just seemed so fast this year in Turin very. and I feel um, he was always going to get a record for aces doesn't matter who was to be the eventual champion there was just so many aces it was an easy event to, to find Daniel wasn't serving too many though which is weird no. that's what I thought yeah. was a bit strange he was the only yeah. one he sort of that was what let him down I think against Sinner maybe Sinner... he's just not serving as well yeah quite possibly but he should Djok- be with, with his ability go to go to the Djokovic school he'll show you he just had a pretty good serving performance today uh, and coming out to uh, congratulate him another champion we had Iga Sviontek saying incredible congratulations Djokovic also, congrats to Yannick Sinner for playing inspiring tennis the whole week. Yeah, great 
to see Eager there. Um, just congratulating the new champion and obviously Sinner as well. You can't forget him. I mean, that was the big storyline of the whole tour finals, really. Yeah, I mean, Eager's probably watching it thinking, finally, I get to watch some competitive tennis. I never get it in the <laughs> matches I'm playing. Um, I'm usually out of there by about an hour after a bagel and a breadstick. I get to watch a, an actual battle, but Djokovic even tried to take that away from her in the last two matches because they were straight sets. There was a mm. moment we thought this one could have been sort of very ugly with like a one and a three or one and a two, yeah. but it wasn't to be. Sinner dug in and he played exceptionally. I think we need to put a word on Sinner. He's really come of age this year. It's been his best season on tour. Uh, he's turned a corner physically, mentally. Yep. He now needs to be considered as a potential Grand Slam champion next year. I think he can fight for the big titles. And I think he cannot be disappointed with any of his performances um, in the ATP finals, that is. I mean, there was a few this year which was a bit suspect. I think he was screwed over with the scheduling in Paris, which was unfortunate. Yeah, but in the was. tour finals, he played brilliantly and did all right in the final as well against a lot of other opposition he would have won today based off how he played. I think that you can't really... It was really, Djokovic impact, I think. Yeah, you can't really judge today's performance on anything other than who he was up against. He, you don't even get a chance to play. That's the problem. It, there was no a chance to even be able to get inside the court to hit um, uh, big shots. And when there was, it was too late. And I think that it was already... Like the, the amount that was on the line when he finally got the opportunity to be able to get some winners, he bottled it and unfortunately was hitting stuff in the net and then wide. But Djokovic, how deep was he keeping every single ball on every return of serve and every single shot was on the baseline? And Sinner couldn't get inside the court whatsoever in the first set. It was quite remarkable. Yeah, I really feel Djokovic this year has shown all Federer fans another level and he's eclipsed a lot of what we ever thought was possible on the tennis court. Um, you've got this one, Djokovic walks over to his daughter and son and gives him a hug after winning his seventh ATP final. The reason I thought this was a significant one to share is because I know you've touched on it a lot in the commentary. He does feel like uh, when these kids are there, it gives him that extra little push in these big moments. Um, Definitely. And he doesn't need it. I mean, he doesn't need the push because he can get that from the crowd, I feel. If they're going against him, that sometimes can be enough. Um, if he gets some funny calls from the umpire or the line judges, that can sort of give him a little lift. But having the kids there, I think that just is bigger than anything. He could play in front of an empty stadium uh, without much sleep at all or preparation. But if his kids are there, that's enough for him to win. I think so. He could play... He's a real driving force, isn't it, behind his game? I think he could play in the worst conditions ever in the world and have every person in the whole world against him. And as long as he had those two kids there, it wouldn't matter. That's all that he sees. He can see that he looks to the side and he sees them. Yep. I like the fact that you see his son now actually like getting involved as well. It's not so, that his daughter's still a little bit young and it's just like this is all a bit like... I don't know, a bit strange for her, but you can see he's like, come on! After after seeing his dad winning like a massive point, you can see they cut to him and he's doing like the fist pump. I quite like the fact that he now knows what's going on uh, and he's there, he's proud of his dad. 
and Djokovic. I mean, it's just a lovely sight to see, isn't it? I mean, anybody who has anything negative to say about Djokovic, when you see that side of him, I think it all sort of dissipates and then you realise he is just a just another guy, just a family man, just a dad at the end of the day. Yep. So and it's a lot of money he's won as well today. <laughs> That's uh, all. <laughs> an awful lot of money. I think it was the the biggest was it for the ATP finals oh yeah he won't have got it all will he no but prize money leaders he's now been the leader in 2020 2021 2022 and 2023 so four years on the bounce Rafael Nadal had it in 19 Djokovic had it in 18 Nadal at 17 Murray 16 I mean it's just it's the big the big four basically yeah dating back all the way until 2003 Kim Kim Kleisters is the only person who's been able to unsettle the big four. Wow, I mean that's they win all the money. Them, them four. But, I say no. them four. Andy Murray was in there once, by the well, way. That, that year was <laughs> in the twenty-year period. Yeah, that 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 year for him. I mean, he deserved it. I mean, twenty sixteen was the the year Murray got to number one and. Yeah, that was when he won the tour finals as well. So that's probably why he got that big wedge. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, there we let's... go. I mean, I think we'll wrap it up there. We can speak about Novak Djokovic forever. There's so many different stats and tweets to go through, but we'll save it for another podcast we'll be doing, hopefully, in the next few days. So please stay tuned to, for that. We can't say it all at once. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, it's been a long season. It's not been amazing in terms of our viewership on YouTube this year, but we're hoping... Things can be on the up next year. We've covered a lot of matches, so thank you to everyone who has tuned in, who sent us any tips, any comments, any likes and, and um, support. It really has helped us a lot. Please be there for the next few months where we'll be doing content still. We've got some news stories we'll always be bringing you, some podcasts and also some interviews and reactions to some of the crazy things we've said this year. So stay tuned on the channel. Go follow us on Spotify. And well done, Novak Djokovic. Any of any concluding remarks from you? Considering it is the end, I feel, of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean the end of the tennis being played on the courts, but not the end of the fun on GTL. So yeah, make sure be subscribed, hit the bell notification, and Idimo Nole. Yeah. The year of Novak Djokovic. Notable mention to Carlos Adikadas, he's been good too, and Yannick Sinner. But there was only one winner of the year, and that was the guy who won the tour finals, and he won pretty much everything else. Goodbye. Podcast Network.